from me, Father Emil. Welcome to As the Sun Sets. Another beautiful day here in Johannesburg. I hope it's been a wonderful day, wherever you happen to be. And we ask the Lord to be with us as we come together just to praise Him and to thank Him for the gift of this day. You know, I usually get to the end of the day and I think, oh, my goodness. I just want to put my feet up and have a, a good rest. I suppose we all feel like that at the end of the day, but I think it's good for us just to pause and to say thank you to the Lord because we've worked, we've spoken to people, we've done all sorts of things today, and as we come to the end of the day, let's not take the day for granted, but thank the Lord for the strength that he's given us to do what we've done, to thank the Lord for those who've worked with us to do what we have done. So we ask the Lord to be with us as we pray. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
You cannot serve both God and wealth. Psalm 48, the uselessness of riches. Hear this, all you peoples. Give heed, all who dwell in the world. Men both low and high, rich and poor alike. My lips will speak words of wisdom. My heart is full of insight. I will turn my mind to a parable. With the harp, I will solve my problem. Why should I fear in evil days the malice of the foes who surround me? Men who trust in their wealth and boast of the vastness of their riches. For no man can buy his own ransom or pay a price to God for his life. The ransom of his soul is beyond him. He cannot buy life without end, nor avoid coming to the grave. He knows that wise men and fools must both perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever their dwelling place from age to age, though their names spread wide through the land. In his riches, man lacks wisdom. He's like the beasts that are destroyed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You cannot serve both God and wealth. 
Store up treasure for yourselves in heaven, says the Lord. This is the lot of those who trust in themselves, who have others at their beck and call. Like sheep, they are driven to the grave, where death shall be their shepherd, and the just shall become their rulers. With the morning, their outward show vanishes, and the grave becomes their home. But God will ransom me from death, and take my soul to himself. Then do not fear when a man grows rich, when the glory of his house increases. He takes nothing with him when he dies. His glory does not follow him below. Though he flattered himself while he lived, men will praise me for all my success. Yet he will go to join his fathers, who will never see the light anymore. In his riches, man lacks wisdom. He is like the beasts that are destroyed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Store up treasure for yourselves in heaven, says the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Worthy are you, O Lord, to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed men for God from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made us a kingdom and priests to our God and we shall reign on earth. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor. Our Gospel reading this evening from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 23, verses 1 to 12. Addressing the people and his disciples, Jesus said, The scribes and the Pharisees occupy the chair of Moses, and you must therefore do what they tell you. And listen to what they say. But 
do not be guided by what they do, since they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy burdens and they lay them on people's shoulders. But will they lift a finger to move them? Not they. Everything they do is done to attract attention, like wearing broader phylacteries and longer tassels, like wanting to take the, the places of honor at banquets and the front seats in the synagogues and being greeted obsequiously in the market squares and having people call them rabbi. You therefore must not allow yourselves to be called rabbi since you have only one master, and you are all brothers. You must call no one on earth your father, since you have only one father, and he is in heaven. And nor must you allow yourselves to be called teachers, for you have only one teacher, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant, and anyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and anyone who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel this evening... Very controversial gospel for many people, but a very, very important gospel because we see here Jesus talking to the people and his disciples, and he's speaking to them about the scribes and the Pharisees and the rabbis. Now, these are the leaders of the people of the time. And he says to them, You know, these are the people whose role, whose office it is to sit in the chair of Moses and to preach and to encourage people to observe the law and to do all these sorts of things. But he says, while they do all this, they do, they do not practice what they preach. So he says, don't follow their example. Their example leaves much to be desired. But when they preach the word of God, or when they hand on to you what Moses has handed on to us, you must do what they say. But for many of these scribes and Pharisees at the time, they would certainly have gone to the houses of people and blessed their houses, I suppose, and prayed for them. And they would have received, or these scribes and Pharisees would have received uh, a contribution, some kind of financial remuneration for all that they have done. So the, the, the aim of all that they were doing wasn't God's blessing, but it was rather their own enrichment. You see, the two very important things here, and I think we must hold on to this very carefully. One is that we could be encouraged to observe the law and to do what God has asked us to do and to encourage people to observe the law and all that sort of thing so that by observing the law, your reward is going to be God's gift. Your reward is going to be God's love and mercy and so on. That's, that's the mentality behind what Jesus is trying to say here today. The scribes and the Pharisees, they wear broader phylacteries, they're fulfilling the law, and they want, to, they want to be greeted, I love this word, obsequiously in the market squares. Good morning, Rabbi, good morning, Father, and all that sort of thing. But, but um, it's, it's, it's all 
fulfilling the law to observe a sort of reward. And if you observe the law, you will receive God's reward. Now, I want to say, take that reality, throw it out of the window, and never see it again. That's a heresy. (laughs) You might say, oh, Father, you're going a bit far. No, I'm not going far at all. Because what Jesus is saying to us is, you don't observe the law to receive God's love and compassion and mercy. What is much more important is to be overwhelmed by the incredible love and mercy of God. If that can be uppermost in our minds, God's love and mercy, then indeed we will be pleasing to God. See, the two things. One is doing things to receive a reward. And God says, I don't operate like that. I just love you so incredibly, so unbelievably, that nothing you do is ever going to compensate for the love that I have for you. And we need to be overwhelmed by this incredible love that God has for us. So therefore, he's saying to the people, don't let these scribes and Pharisees and the rabbis impose laws on you and to say you must observe these laws if you're going to receive God's uh, graciousness and God's goodness. Jesus is saying that's not the way God operates. God is a, a, a God of love and mercy and forgiveness. And God's compassion and forgiveness is just so incredible that we cannot earn that love and that mercy and forgiveness of God. That, that mercy and forgiveness of God is something that, that God just doesn't give to us in small helping, so to speak, but God just overflows. God is love. God is mercy and compassion. And his attitude towards us is always one of love and mercy and compassion. And that's what we must be overwhelmed by, is God's love, mercy, and compassion. So the two very important things for us to see in the gospel today, don't think that by observing laws, we are going to become pleasing to God. We need to observe the laws because that's what the Lord is asking us to do. But it's not because of the uh, the laws that we are observing that we're going to obtain God's love and mercy and compassion and so on. We must be much more aware of God's incredible love, mercy, and forgiveness. So don't focus on wearing broader phylacteries and, stri- and, and ropes around your arms and medallions around your neck and uh, scapulars and... Uh, <laughs> You can do this. This is nothing wrong with, with, with these things. But don't think that it's because you wear these things, because you observe these laws, that you're going to earn God's love and God's uh, mercy and compassion and so on. Not at all. God says, I don't depend on all those things. My name, I am love. I am mercy. I am compassion. So God's attitude towards us is always one of incredible love, mercy, and forgiveness. And there's nothing you and I can do to observe this. It's gratuitous, if I can put it that way. God's love and mercy is gratuitous. It's free. It's for nothing. It's abundant. It's super abundant. And that's, I think, the reality we need to come to. And I think Lent is a time for us to come to that reality. Yes, let us pray. Let us observe the laws of the church and the laws of God and so on. But let us remember that God doesn't depend on how many prayers or how many rosaries or how many medallions or how many scapulars or how many of this, that or the other thing that we do or wear that's going to earn us God's love and mercy and forgiveness. God is love, mercy and forgiveness. 
and it's gratuitous. It's free of charge and in superabundance. Now, if we can let that wash over us, then calling people rabbi or father or master means nothing at all because we are really overwhelmed by the incredible love and mercy of God. And then I don't mind calling you rabbi or father or mother or whatever the case is because I know that deep in my heart, deep in my heart, I am really aware that God is my father, our father, that God is love and mercy and forgiveness, that this is what occupies my attention. This is what motivates me, is this incredible love, mercy, and forgiveness of God. And all the rest is sort of a byproduct. Anyway, there it is. Something for us to think about as we come to the end of the day. And I pray the Lord will be with us and help us never to forget that he is love, mercy, and forgiveness. And that this is gratuitous. There is nothing we can do or wear or say that's going to earn us God's love and mercy. He just wants to love us, wants to show us mercy, and always in abundance. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. You are all brothers. Do not call anyone on earth your father, since you have only one father, and he is in heaven. And nor must you be called teachers, for you have only one teacher, the Christ. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. You are all brothers. Do not call anyone on earth your father, since you have only one father, and he is in heaven. And nor must you be called teachers, for you have only one teacher, the Christ. Now when the Lord Jesus was lifted up on the cross, he drew all things to himself. So let us glorify him in our prayer as we pray, Lord, draw all people to yourself. 
Lord, may your cross light up the darkness of the world, and may it lead everyone to you, the way, the truth, and the life. Give the true and living water to all who thirst for you. Let it well up to eternal life. And shed the light of your knowledge on scientists and artists, and let their work make people more open to the coming of your kingdom. And look on those who no longer walk with you because of scandal or sin. May they return to you and remain in your love. And grant our dead a place in heaven. Let them share the happiness of Mary and the saints. And Lord, teach me to be generous, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek to rest, to labor and to ask for no reward save that of knowing I do your will. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Watch over your church, Lord, with unfailing compassion. And since left to ourselves we are prone to evil, by your grace turn us away from all that is harmful and direct us into the way of salvation that we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. Exhausted wisdom of the world She's still afflicted where is the cure Just touch the border of his clothes There's no affliction he cannot ease There is no captive he can't release There is no wrong he cannot
Her childlike faith at last has led her to the very source of health. He turns and looks her eye to eye. It's God Himself, and He replies, Your simple trust has made you well. There's no heart torn he cannot find. There is no loss he cannot find. There is no new he cannot teach. To talk, to laugh, to shout, to sing. You are yes, you are his miracle. Never forget that. The God loves you. That's Tony Melendez, somebody who plays the guitar with his toes, who has no arms, and who is... God's miracle. And he says, you too are his miracle. That's all I have time for this evening. Thank you for sharing this time with me, Father Emil. And so for now, enjoy your evening. Good night and God bless.